Hello again, this is Pastor Hubbard with Journeys in Grace. And today we're going to start reading in the book of Genesis as we continue talking on the subject of who is your father. Again, who is your father? And today we're going to sort of pivot some as we talk about the promises of God and how God has given things and, and has um, placed us in a placed his word before us and how it's up to us to take what we've heard and take those things that that uh, have been provided by grace for only by grace what grace has provided rather only what grace has provisioned for us do we have the authority by faith to claim i know many uh there have been many uh weird stories and weird things out in the news and and other places where people are praying for others husbands or they're praying oh god make me a millionaire or god help me win the lottery none of those things are uh provision in grace but god God does promise us that he would provide for us he does provide uh uh provide for us that he's our healer as he spoke in psalms 103 that how he sent his word to heal us as he spoke in isaiah 53 how that uh, even before Christ died, how that his blood has been apportioned for us and that by his stripes we, uh, we were healed. We are healed, rather. But over in Second Peter 2.24, it says that uh, by his stripes we were healed. So God is a God of provision. God is a, is a God of, of promises and covenants. And whenever we can lock in and connect to the covenant of God, we find ourselves in a blessed place. So we're going to start today in the book of beginnings, Genesis 1, 26, and we're going to read a couple of verses here as God begins to uh, speak to Adam and Eve and give them their purpose. Let them know, though, this is what I, this is why you were created. And uh, again, I'm going to jump around a little bit. I hope you can, I'm going to uh, not read all the scriptures. Hopefully you uh, take time out to write these down and uh, just study along with me as we go about this journey. Genesis 1.26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he them, created he him rather, male and female created he them. Verse 28, And God blessed them, and God said Unto them. It's important that we realize what he's doing. God is setting, he's making precedent because he said. And as God said, we must say. But let's go on. He says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. He says, uh, in that 28th verse, he says, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. Dominion is, uh, I'm giving you power. Subduing. Uh, 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 he's, seven, he's establishing the uh, the assignment when he talks about replenishing, and he's talking about when he's giving him dominion. He said, "I'm giving you authority, authority in the earth," and that's what Adam had, and that's what Satan, the evil enemy, came to take from uh, Adam was his authority, because all we all operate under authority. Uh, we say, "Well, you know, I, I, I'm not that type of person. I, I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. I do what I desire to do." But yet you still operate under authority. When you stop at a stop sign or stop a light, you are giving that light authority to govern the traffic. If you are the bold one and drive through it, then, then you can say, you know what, I drive like I want to drive. But as long as you obey the speed limit and you see that police officer, you slow down, you're recognizing their authority. So here in Genesis 28, God is establishing that, Adam, you have an assignment 
to replenish and subdue. And you have authority because I'm giving you dominion. And this is what God established. And this is what a father does. A father speaks into the life of his children. He speaks in the life of his sons and his daughters, establishing and letting them know that you want, you are not just a happenstance. And some may say, well, you know, I didn't have an earthly father. I don't have. But we all have a created father. And if you're born again, we have our spiritual father. We have the God who is the God of more than enough. The God that gave us a word. That's why we have the written word. Because it's God's covenant. It's his testament. It's his uh, will. As it is, it's the, the old, of course, we have the old will, which is what we call the Old Testament, and the new will, which is the New Testament. But again, God established it by having Moses write the Old Testament, write the first five books of the uh, Old Testament, rather, establishing this are my promises that I gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. These are the promises that he, and these are the, this is the law that I gave Moses, that, that Moses went to, up to the mountain and the Ten Commandments were given. This, and then he, as he began to move with the, through kings and prophets, he began to say, you know, I'm, there's coming a time where I'm going to establish my word and no, I won't, uh, it won't be required that they, we go to uh, the priest or go to Jerusalem. He said, I'm going to write my word in their hearts. It won't be it won't be that uh, the word of stones or the 600 and plus uh, laws and and and, uh, and laws and tenets that were written by um, uh, the Jewish writers and Moses. But it will be the word that's written in their hearts. OK, so again, in Genesis 28, <clears throat> I'm sorry, 128, he says he gave him dominion and he gave him authority, authority. That authority is what God has given us and what Adam lost in the garden. What Adam and Eve lost in the garden is their authority, their ability to speak. And that's what Jesus came back to get. When he came in this earth as a man, he came back to establish authority. That's why he said in Romans 28, I'm mean, sorry, Romans, I'm excited here today, Matthew 28. He says, all power is given unto me. Because he had came back as a man, he he was born as a as a man child. He lived on the earth as a man, although he was fully God. Yet he gave up his power, and he came to live as a man to reestablish the authority that God gave Adam. The Book of Romans says that he is the second Adam, whereas the first Adam failed, and by his sin all men were under sin. But the second Adam came. That all men will have access to eternal life. But so as we go about this study and we, as we go step by step on this journey, I want you to know that we as believers and you and any, anyone who's listening to this as a believer in God. And when you as you submit yourself, yourself and your life to Christ, you will recognize that God has given you privilege to walk in this authority. We're not at hap we're not uh, 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 people of, of happenstance. But God will make anything that happened to you. I don't believe that God causes everything. Because he gave earth to man. And what Jesus did say it again. And I can't say this enough. He came back to establish that you have authority. And what you say over yourself. And what you allow others to say over you. Is where you are going to be. I believe it's over in uh, the book of Proverbs says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. 
But then it goes on to say that so is a man thinketh that he is. He said, preacher, what's the, what's the uh, connection between these two? Because what we hear, what we allow to go into us, what we allow people to say over us, those are the things that as, if, we won't, if we don't reject them, if we don't say no, that is not God's promise over my life. That is not what God said over me. In the book of Isaiah, let me go there. Again, we're going to move around a little bit today. And this is in Isaiah 54 and 17. Again, Isaiah, the book of Isaiah 54 and 17. And I want you to read, uh, I'm going to read, but I want you to read this also later on. You just write this down. Isaiah, as I turn to Isaiah 54 and 17. Fifty-four, seventeen. It says, um, "No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper." Saying that any, every plot, every, every trick, every uh, thing, anything that Satan or any person may have put out or say uh, set up, establishing a, uh, a trap or something to uh, make you stumble, he says, "No weapon, whether it's spoken over you, whether it's planned for you, he says it shall not prosper." Then he says, every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. That's important. Because back in the, back in the day, in, in, in my days as a young child, we always had the little nursery rhyme said, uh, rhyme, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words they may never hurt me. But that's not true. Sticks and uh, 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 a verbal injury can last a lifetime. Bones can heal. Scars can cover uh, wounds to the flesh. But a broken heart, who can fix? Who can fix a, a broken heart, a broken mind, a broken spirit? And when your spirit is broken, your will is broken. And that's what the world, it seems like all the things that come against us desire to do is to break our very spirits. But it says no weapon. You say, preacher, I'm in a place today where I don't know where to go. I don't know where to turn. I've lost my job. I've lost my marriage. My children are, 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 are with my relatives, are with strangers. How can I say that God is with me? But I want you to know God is faithful. He didn't cause your children to leave. He didn't cause your marriage to break up. God's not trying to teach you a lesson with sickness. If you have COVID today, it's not God who, who gave you COVID. There's nowhere in the New Testament that you can read where God gave a believer a sickness. It's not written. The only You never saw where Jesus put sickness on anyone. But what you can see is that he healed. He raised the dead. He, 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 got up a, he fed them. He fed the multitudes. They at that verse of the scriptures where the people brought the people to Jesus and they threw him, threw them rather, at his feet. When they saw the mighty miracles of, of limbs growing, where uh, 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 leprosy being healed, blind eyes being opened, deaf ears being healed, tongue, deaf and mute, their tongues are loose where they spoke again. Nowhere in the New Testament can you find where Jesus put sickness on people. However, we know that circumstance, happenstance, Things that are out in the world and we see these things coming and we said, oh, that's going to happen to me. That doesn't have to be. We don't live by happenstance. We can speak the word because as a believer, you have the authority. We have the authority and you have to speak the word. As I said in other, other uh, earlier lessons, 
the voice of God, the, the faith of God, the word of God is activated is by you saying it. In, Rome, in Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against thee. Let's put ourselves in there. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall arise against me in judgment, I shall condemn. You got to speak against it. You got to say, no, I see these things coming. You know, there may be layoffs coming. There may be uh, uh, maybe layoffs spoken about, rather. Sicknesses uh, uh, all around you. I believe in, in, in Psalms 91 says, thousands may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand. But none of these things shall come nigh thee. There's an old preacher, but you don't know I've had COVID. You still here? You still here, aren't you? You still here? You still here? If you made it through, if you've had COVID and you you still living, God's got a purpose for you. If you made it through COVID, you got COVID. Today, preacher, I don't know what I'm going to do. Trust God. God is trustworthy. He is a trustworthy, loving God. God did not give you COVID so that you can teach and teach you a lesson. COVID is here to kill you. Cancer is here to kill you. Any and every disease, even the common cold. Flu is here to kill you. So God is not here. The scripture says he is a good God. God is love. First John. He is a God of love. Hallelujah. So as we go forward again, we're going to stay with the authority today. We're going to talk about the authority that God gave us. The power that God gave us. And see, again, I want to go back to Genesis one more time, that 26th verse. That's what the enemy desires to that, that he desired and he took from uh, Adam and Eve and that he told them in the garden in the third chapter. He said, uh, God doesn't want you. He doesn't want you to have this knowledge. He's holding something back from you. He told you don't touch it. I mean, I mean he didn't say that, but that's what Eve said. When he looked at the tree, he said, God, you shall. He's, Eve told him, he said, Satan again to tempt them, tempt Eve to uh, eat of the fruit. She said something God didn't say. He said, she said, God said, don't, don't touch it. Don't eat of it. God never told them not to touch it. He said, don't eat of it. See, she added something. And then when she ate, Adam saw her. And I've heard many, for years I thought that Adam wasn't there. But the Bible, he was there. If you read, read scripture, Adam was right there when Eve was being deceived. But Adam was not deceived. Adam committed high treason because he knew the New Testament says he knew that Adam chose to go with his wife rather than going with God. Rather than saying, Eve, this is not the way to go. And because he went the way of destruction. For the scripture says that, that Jesus brings life. But uh, sin is death. It says uh, sin is a payment. Uh, death, rather, is a payment for sin. But Jesus gave us life. Life, life, life. All right, so let's continue on. Again, as we think about uh, fathers speaking over us, giving us uh, our, telling us about our, our, our uh, destiny, our purpose in life, and we see here first in Genesis 1.28, then we can go over again over to um, the book of Genesis again, chapter 12, where God began to speak in the life of Abraham. And he told him at uh, Genesis 12, 1 through 3. He said, surely in blessing, I will bless thee. 
I will make your and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. God spoke that to him. He established covenant with uh, Abraham as you read the life of Abraham. How God established sacrifice, put uh, and, and brought about a deep uh, darkness surrounded Abraham, and God Himself made covenant with him in doing in it with in the midst of the blood as God walked between the blood, establishing a covenant with Abraham that will never be broken. And then he began and later on he spoke to Abraham and told him, "I'm going to make a nation of thee." Earlier he had spoken and said, "I'm going to make a nation of thee." And he spoke again and told him this. And Abraham told him, said, Lord, I have no heir. The heir that I have is, is my servant. But God said, surely, there are, the other nation is going to come from you. Sarah is going to bear it. going to bear your child. God spoke these things over Abraham. And the Bible says in the book of Romans that Abraham staggered, Romans 3, Abraham staggered not. At the at the uh, at the promise of God, he staggered not. He didn't get weary. And as Abraham moved forward, and as he began to, uh, he had to grow in faith. Because Abraham Abraham stuck to the promise, but he began to think, oh, maybe I should do this. Abraham and Sarah got their own plan and decided to have an Ishmael. And we see today with the war that's in the Middle East, what happens when you when you you fix God, when you help God out. God does not need your assistance in making his plan come to pass. Only thing God needs us to, to do is to agree. If you will agree with, with what God says over you, what God has spoken over you, we must agree. We must agree. There are times he will tell you to do things. There are times he will give you direction. There are times he will tell you to uh, uh, take certain steps. But until he says that thing, we must walk this walk with patience and with humility. For the scripture says, God resists the proud but giveth more grace unto the humble. The grace of God will take you from faith to faith. He will take you. And as we learn, as we, as we go about this, this, uh, this journey, feeling after him. As the writer says, we must learn to feel and to uh, not naturally, but have that discernment of where to go, when to go, when is the time. The scripture speaks of in the fullness of time. That's when purpose is accomplished, when the fullness of time comes. With the mother with child uh, uh, birth at the fullness of time. A baby that's birthed after nine months, if we speak of it as going full term. But if that baby is born in the fifth or sixth month, that baby must, must at most times must have special uh, services for them. Because the, maybe the lung hadn't developed fully, or the, uh, 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 all, of the, all, all of the extremities maybe haven't fully come to pass. Maybe all the muscles have not developed. So that baby needs special attention until it can reach an age of maturity. And if when we walk before God, when we step out before him, maybe he told you of a ministry you should do. Maybe you should have a, um, um, uh, a feeding ministry when you're feeding the hungry. Maybe you're an evangelist or a minister. But the day he calls you is usually not the day he sends you. Did you hear me? The day he calls you is usually not the day he sends you. He, you have to be taught. We, we all have to be taught. Everyone in the body of Christ have to go to school. You've got to go to school. 
And the most important school is the school of the word. Where we learn God. Where we learn of him. Jesus said, learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Cast your cares upon me. For I care much for you. But when we move before him, we move out of time. Then, because, and because that baby, and many times babies uh, die when they come before full term. Because it, it's best to be two steps behind God than to be two steps ahead of him. Because when, you move, when you're ahead of him, now you're moving in your flesh. Now you have to feed the vision. You have to uh, provide for it. You have to provide the uh, provision. You have to provide the uh, necessary things for your vision to grow. But when you wait on God and wait on the fullness of time, maybe it's not time to leave this job. Maybe it's not time to get married. You might have met your future spouse. You might have seen her. You might have seen him and know within your heart that oh, uh, this person, we are in, in agreement. We're on the same wavelength. Link. He is a believer. She is a believer. But it may not be today. Maybe you need to wait a few months. Get to know them. Get to know their heart and to determine, is this the person I should marry? But God will give you all of those things. He will provide those things in the fullness of time. In the fullness of time. We must wait on the fullness of time. And the grace of God which is evident for all of us, is here if we will wait on him. And if we follow through, if we follow through again, keep going step by step in these, in these lessons about what God and what God our Father has already provided for us. Abraham discovered it because he believed God. He believed God. He just went about his day by daily uh, uh, activities, trusting God. God told him when he, when he left his land of Haran, he told him, go to a land I'll show you. And he had to leave here to tell, his, uh, tell all his family and friends, I'm leaving. Where are you going, Abraham? Abra Where are you going, Abe? At that time, he was called Abram. Where are you going, Abe? I'm, I'm trusting God. I know I got to go. And this is what we all have to do. We have to take a step. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. That's why we try, it requires grace and faith. We'll save by grace through faith. And that not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. It's the grace of God. The grace of God, the salvation of God is provided for all of us. But we have to take it. The book of John, the third chapter, speaks of how that the grace of God is prevailed. That Jesus came and died for all men. But because of uh, men rejecting what Christ has, Christ has said for us and done for us, we don't understand that what he's done is provided for all men. Whether you, you are lost today, we say, well, I know about God, I, I love God, but that Jesus thing, you know, that, I don't know if I want to go that far. I'll go to church. I'll listen. I'll pay tithe because tithing is, it brings, means that I'll be blessed and blessing will be upon my life. But Jesus said, what if a man... Uh, gains the whole world and loses his soul. Okay, you you got the fine house, the fine car. You know, you got your family, your children, your two kids. And you got your 401k and your savings. And, you know, you promote, you promote it up in your job, or you got your own business. What will it profit a man if he gained the whole world and loses his soul? But Jesus has come that you might have life. He didn't say you come that you might have less. 
He came, he came that you might have life, and that more abundantly. The life of God is evident and, 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 and here for all of us. If we'll just walk in it and accept what Christ has said for us, what he's done for us, and if we allow him to be God in us, we will see him move for us and do things for us that we could never imagine. He'll take you to places that you could never imagine. Things, things will happen and come, apart, come to pass in your life that you would look back and say, have had it not been for the Lord on my side. When, when I believe it was uh, Jacob that said, the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. But you know what? The New Testament saints can say, you can, you can discern. You can discern that God is here. You can discern that God is with you. And he will make himself known to you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I know many of you may, may not even know about a Holy Spirit. And, and, but all of us have. If you're saved today, you have the Holy Spirit in, in, in a measure. You have him in your, in your spirit. Uh, the book of Romans says that <clears throat> he that has not the Spirit of God is none of his. So when Christ comes into your life, you have him. But when you, if you want the power and be baptized in it, speaking in tongues, then you have the authority to cast out devils. You have the authority to, to heal the sick. You have the authority to proclaim and get all the blessings that God has for you. We'll continue this, this, uh, this message on the next, uh, next lesson. But I just want to have a prayer and uh, then we're going to conclude for the day. Father, we just thank you for your word. Knowing, Lord, that you have an assignment for all of us. Lord God, you have, you have uh, uh, sent your son. He came and died for us. And then he provided the grace for us to live it. Galatians 2.20 says that I live by the faith of the son of God. You even made provisions for the faith. That whatever I need, you have already provided for us, God. Because you are Jehovah Jireh, our Lord God, our great provider. We thank you for Jesus and the, and, the, and the sacrifice that he made. We thank you for the written word. We may learn of you and understand, Lord God, what our purpose is and where you desire to take us. Lord, we thank you for all that would listen to this message, God. We pray, Lord, it would be impacted, impacting their lives. We pray, Lord, that they would uh, uh, reach out to you through faith. If any have not received Christ, we pray for them, that they will pray the Romans, prayer of Romans 10. And he said that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We pray that you would call, that they would call. And say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I give myself to you. I make you my Lord. I make you my Savior. And you are my Savior. And I receive you at this moment, at this hour. And now I am part of the family of God. We thank you, Lord. And pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.